Grid Kids. Hey everyone, welcome to the 14th episode of the Grid Kids Podcast. I'm your host as always, Nicholas Simrod, and let's start off by thanking our sponsor, Spectrasonics. I know I say this a lot, but their music software has made my post-COVID recording career way easier than it should be. The Keyscape pianos and electric pianos, the Trillion basses, the Omnisphere synths, and the Stylus RMX drum patterns are constantly making my process way more convenient, and they're raising the quality by a huge amount. I encourage you, if you haven't already, to head on over to spectrosonics.net to give their products a deeper look. All right, y'all, I am hyped. I really want y'all to tell everyone you love about this episode and share it like crazy. This episode's guest is someone who I never thought I would know personally because, to me, he's already qualified to be on the Mount Rushmore of R&B and hip-hop producers. This man has produced, written, and played for and with everyone from D'Angelo, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Lauren Hill, Aretha Franklin, and is still killing the game by playing with the legendary Roots crew. He even has his own occasional feature on the Jimmy Fallon show called Thank You Notes. This guy does everything. He's hilarious. He's amazing. He's someone who I've considered a hero for decades now, and I'm honored to now call him a friend. Our guest is the legendary Mr. James Poyser, and this is one of my favorite interviews yet. I hope you all enjoy. here with the legendary James Poyser and I have to <laughs> I almost have to start off by saying that I feel like I owe you a royalty check for the amount of times I've played the songs you wrote. <laughs> well, do you need do you need my cash <laughs> app or PayPal? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, send me send me the PayPal address. I was and I was going through and you know I I feel like I've, you know, I've been a huge fan of yours for a long time. So I, I knew already kind of what I wanted to talk to you about, but I was like doing the kind of like pre little, you know, research peak. And I was like, okay, let me go through all these records he's been doing. And it's literally like everything, like apart from like some like famous Motown shit and some like Radiohead records that I still listen to obscenely, obscene amounts. Like I feel like you either wrote, played or produced like everything that formed what I do. Oh, so <laughs> I hope that doesn't like make you feel like w- like way old or anything. I was, but that was my next statement. I was going to say thank you. I'm honored and wow, way to make me feel old, buddy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, seriously though, thanks so much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, of, of course. It was, you know, just going through... Um, just going through and you know peeking at all the things, and I'm I'm gonna kind of let my listeners do their own research, just because I don't want to take your time going through all the things that you have probably already talked about a ton. But you have definitely played for everyone and fucking everything. Um, <laughs> we have, I mean, and I feel like you and I actually have a few common artists 
which I, I didn't realize. But I, I actually just did a few gigs with, uh, with Nika Costa, and I didn't realize Nika. that you had worked with her before. Yeah, that's my girl, man. She's the greatest. She's a really, Gosh. really great person. Yeah, super, like, I, I kind of knew about her pretty early on. You know, she was kind of the one of the first, like, Prince girls, like, Prince-funded or produced or whatever he was doing. But um, she kind of came out of that circle of, like, the the power rocker chick and, like, really incredible performer. And I feel like, and I don't know what you think about this, but I feel like she was slept on a little bit. Like, I know she did well, but, like... I feel like there's so many other people that kind of got put into the top, like top, top, top echelon of singers. And even just the couple shows I did with Nika, you know, and she's, she's like not even, she's still pushing, but it's like, you know, she's, she's got a family and yeah, kind of has different exactly. priorities now and is still just like murdering on stage. Absolutely. And it's, she, it's yeah, she's, unbelievable. She's great. She's absolutely great. Can sing and again, just the, the, the package of being a great artist and a great person is n- number one to me. You know what I mean? Here's a little little story. Uh, I played on that album with um, who was produced by Justin Stanley and Mark Ronson. Okay. And I'll never forget. I played organ on. I played B three on one song. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I might have played uh, another keyboard as well as, as B3. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And they took the song to Billy Preston at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, you know, would you like to re- re- replay the organ? And Billy was like, no, nah, I like the organ. I'll just play clav on this. That might have been one of the highest compliments <laughs> I've ever heard in my oh, entire life. Oh, dude, yes. <laughs> yes. You know, they, they called me and said, yo, we took it to Billy to play it over. And they told me the story. And I flipped out like, oh, my gosh. Okay. It's okay. This this music thing Dude, might be that, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That feels that's definitely one of those keyboard like feels good. Like I'm I'm doing something right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, well, I I suppose I suppose the first question I should ask you, which is almost it would be dumb to avoid, but like, how the fuck are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's the middle of the apocalypse. Oh, like you live in Philly. You're a musician. Like like how are how are you doing? Everything is okay. You know, God is God is great, and you know, first of all, my family is is well, so that's hell yeah, that's it, good. You know, family is doing good. Um, you know, there's been, there's been quite a bit of loss, you know, around around like fr- friends of friends and so forth. So, you know, I I feel a little bit of of that pain, but we're, we're doing okay. You know, we're still I'm still working. Yeah, um, yeah. The Tonight Show kept going, mm-hmm. uh, where Jimmy was working, filming the stuff on his cell phone from home. So we were still supplying music from our homes for the show, and we just started filming again two weeks ago. Oh wow! So okay. I've sort of been busy. I've been, I've been uh, a lot busier <laughs> than I'm. Well, thank God, I've just been I've been busy, and so that's been a good thing, you know. Creatively, oh man, you go through these ebbs, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, oh, I don't feel like it. Sure. You know, where's where's the Casamigos in the remote control? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and I feel like you have to. I mean, like, it's it's really obscene. I've I've I was gonna bring this up later, but it's actually like a kind of a good a good time to like I've I've been teaching a lot of kids lately, you know, and I teach a lot of like kind of younger like college students and people who are kind of just embarking on their careers and like even taught a a, a 
college class this week and like one of the biggest issues was like people kind of feeling bad about shutting off, you know, because yeah. I think there's this there's this thing in, in music now and, and maybe it's always been this way, you know, I only know my, my experience, but, um, you know, there's so much pressure to kind of always be creating and always be putting content yeah, out yeah, absolutely. Um, and always, yeah. or, or just shedding, you know? Yeah. And like, I think during a time like this, it's like, Jesus Christ, there's so many things. Yeah. It's like, if it's not one thing, it's the other. And like, you, you have to be able to take time to like either process from those things or, I mean, sadly, sometimes even just like ignore them for a few minutes yeah. just so that you can get through it, you know? Yeah. Like, how are you dealing with all that crazy? Yeah, I, I was feeling the same thing. You you know, you 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 um you fall victim or you hear, I should say, you know, everybody, if you don't come out of this with new skills and you're not you don't if you haven't written a novel and <laughs> baked some sourdough bread and whatnot, you're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you you sort you I understand you can feel you can feel that that burden on you, but at the same time, you know, if if you have an ounce of empathy in your body, you know you you feel certain things. You feel mm-hmm. you feel what's going on in the world, yeah. and you know it, it's a stressful. It's absolutely a stressful time. Yeah. So, I you know the 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 church folks said I'm about to put my preacher voice on. Sure. The church folks <laughs> said you know I'm never gonna let the I'm never gonna let the devil slow me down. Hey. Sometimes the devil can speed you up so fast that you run out of control. So. You just want to. You just want to oh, be. Yeah. You want to be moderate in everything. You know what I mean. Dude, absolutely. You know, moderation. Do do what you can, but if if you need to take time off and rest mm-hmm. and and heal out and chill, absolutely do that. Dude, absolutely. And and it's so. I you know I think sometimes I feel like I I have a struggle, and I've I've heard other people have this, but it's like you don't even know what that looks like anymore. You know, it's like yeah. the, there's the 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 pressure to keep going gets to the point to where like like one of my struggles has been, you know, when I do sit down to relax. It's like even the shit I do that's relaxing is still I'm like, "Ooh, I've got to be like I'm going to relax, but I'm going to watch this documentary <laughs> or I'm going to watch this thing." And it's like, "No. Like I'm going to watch some like reality TV or the I'm going to watch the office for the 10th time through." Like, like yeah. I need to just shut off, and I I think it's it's cool to you know cool and healthy to like normalize that. It's yeah, exactly. Good good to hear you say that too. So <laughs> and it's funny. So my kid is thirteen, and for whatever reason, this little joker fell in love with fishing. Ah, hey. So my I, my his uncle, my wife's brother, takes his kid, who's my my kid's best friend. They they go fishing here and there. So. Over the last few months, man, we've been, I just, I went out this morning with him. That's amazing. So we go to like little lakes and creeks around here and we went out a couple times on a, on a deep sea charter and, you know, he's getting it early. I, this is, this is my first time to doing this in my late twin in my late twenties. Shut up. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was I was wondering which I was wondering which decade you were gonna pick. <laughs> so, you know, just do just doing just living a normal life, you know? Mm-hmm. My my going back to my wife says it all the time, you don't know how to relax. You do not know. Yeah. Just sit outside. Come and sit outside with me. And I'm like, I can't. But, you know, I have to, you (laughs) know, I can't, but, you know, I've been doing that more often. I'm like, you know what? Okay. This is not bad. (laughs) Dude, yeah. And, you know, I think I I was going to ask you this too. Like, you know, I mean, you have 
even in, in kind of looking looking at the path you've taken, it's like you've you know you've been a part of kind of the the musician life. It's like you're you'll tour like crazy one one week or month, and then you're coming back and you're doing you know 10, 12 hour writing recording sessions. Yep. Like I feel like this this career, you know. I think people, you know, obviously everyone listening to this will be a musician, so they probably get it to a certain extent. But I think people outside of the circle, you know, look at this career and they're like, oh, you've got all this time off anyway. But but in reality, it's like you don't really have any. No, <laughs> like, no. You know, I mean, it's it's impossible to turn off and it's weird to know how to, I think. I think I think there's, 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 a, there's something about the word play. Mm-hmm. That makes people think that it's fun all the time. <laughs> yeah, you play music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we play music, but it's not. It's not really play. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's play and prepare for and yeah. perform. Yes, and yes. Recover from <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I think the amount of time I've I've had to. Re- recover from music is oh maybe as much as the time of I put in playing it. 4 a.m. lobby calls to get on the plane. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, so, so are you, so when were you, I mean, obviously touring isn't happening uh, at all for anyone now, which is just a trip to even think about. But you're, you, are you to the point, you, you, I would assume that you're probably to the point to where like touring for you is like, I'm going to do it when I want to. <laughs> Um, like when, when did you notice that you made that switch or, or did you make that switch? I made Maybe that, I made that switch when I was a young musician, mm-hmm. even though I've still went out on tour. Uh, there was a, there was a, there was an old musician, uh, that there was old, no one, but older musicians that I knew in Philly that, you know, they went out and played with all of the groups. I'm like, they're always on the road. Oh, my God. And they were like superheroes to me, the kid, you know, and you get an opportunity to meet them, and they say, yeah, come over to the house and let's play some music. And you go, and they're down in mom's basement, and you're like, oh, okay. I don't want to be on the road. For me, yeah. I don't. I was like, I don't want to be on the yeah. road. I, and I, I've been, again, I've been torn, and I'm not knock. no, if that sounds wrong, I apologize. I'm not saying... Not knocking that in any way. Please don't. Is this one of the things you're going to have to edit out? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, I, I, I get the, I get the intent. I mean, it's very like, it's like, it's just a different want, you know. Like, there's some people love that, and some people I think would would kill to do that forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't like living out of the suitcase. So I, I again, I've done my fair share of touring, but I wanted to mm-hmm. stay stable, and I wanted to, you know. I wanted to 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 write. I, you know, I wanted to write and just play. Mm-hmm. Really write. You know, it's it's funny. Of, of course, I would. I I was in love with playing, but I. And it's kind of weird me saying this, but it's just. I guess it's just coming out now that I sort of fell out of love of playing. Yeah. And was like, I just want to create. I, but they do, they do hold hands. So I I had to like come back to that in a sense. I don't know if that makes sense. It might sound weird, but there was a part of me that was like, okay, I don't, I just want to try and come up with ideas and be creative this way. Yeah. And I'm not interested in playing out so much. Sure. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, but I went through, I went through this. (laughs) But again, like I said, the two are hand in hand and you have to do one without the other. And I think I fell back in love with that. Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's, I'm, I'm a weirdo. (laughs) 
But the, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's know. weird. I mean, you know, it, it probably feels weird because I, I think, you know, we, we tend to be surrounded by, by like player players, you know, I mean, it's like you're, I mean, shit, I'm, I hang out with, Corey lives across the street. So like I'm around <laughs> someone who like, that's his thing is like, he wants to play all the time and he wants to, you know, he still wants to shed like Tehran is still having sheds with people. I mean, his version of a shed is like, let's see who can play the James Brown beat the longest, which is like <laughs> amazing. And I love that, <laughs> but it's still, it's still like, you know, there's still this love for playing and like, man, I, I totally feel you. I mean, just in regards to the, you know, just, I don't know if it's necessarily, and, and maybe this is a question I should pose you is like, is it more like you, you kind of fell out of the like playing in front of people or is it like the thing that comes with playing in terms of like the, oh, I have to know the chords and the lines and the, you know, all the show off shit. It was, it was, a, it was a lot of that. And then, um, I, w- I would gather to say once we got the, the, once the Roots got called for the TV show. And all of this happened back, you know, where the music business started to take a turn and everything became digital and, you know, record sales in the toilet. And, you know, again, you're getting older and you're not, you're not as hot, you don't, you're not as hot (laughs) as you were getting calls (laughs) for the production and things. You know, you're still getting some things, but at the same time, it's like, okay. And, and uh, family. And it's like, okay, I got to provide. And it's like, okay, I got to, I got to take this job. And, um, I got to be considered more of a player now than before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, cause you're, you're playing on TV every night. And it was like, okay, I really need to, I really need to start practicing again and start playing again and doing, start doing <laughs> gigs, start doing gigs again, start listening. Sure. There's so much music that I missed out on. And I was like, oh wow, I really need to like get in the shed again. Mm. So do you, do you feel like you did it more out of a, like you, you felt like you needed to, or did you end up like, are, are you happy that you did that? Or are you still kind of like, damn, I kind of just want to produce. No, I, 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 I love them both. Um, I'll, I'm glad, I gladly do both. I, I'm, I'm playing a lot more, you know, doing, doing a lot more gigs outside of the band and outside of the TV show. Sure. And I'm loving it. It's like, it's still new to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's still new to me. I'm doing doing gigs. I'm like, you know, I would never, I'd never really called myself a jazz player, but I, I jumped into into started studying it a lot more and just hanging around the scene a lot more. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. let me play mm-hmm. some more of these gigs, get vibed, you know, get vibed by some of these young guys looking at me. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's all part of the learning experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? You put the you put the tip hat the tip hat out and hope that you come home with forty exactly. bucks. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and that's the thing. It wasn't even like the uh, the I needed to for the the 40 bucks but you know it was like let me just play let me just play yeah you know well it, i mean you're doing some cool i mean like even in the the kind of the gigs that you've put up just that you've promoted like kind of like local hits or playing in new york or whatever it's like i mean i can imagine playing something with like i think you did something with like mono neon on bass spanky on drums and like maybe jaleel shaw jaleel shaw yeah maybe? it was kind of silly so it's like even <laughs> It's like like all those people are are incredible. Like they're just like athletes on yeah. the, on their instruments. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I would I would imagine that that probably pushed you even deeper into like oh damn 
yeah, <laughs> I got I got to play. Yeah, exactly. So you want to you want to, you know, jump out the boat and sink or swim, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you put you then you push by all the musicians that you that you that you're watching and hanging and like really you know, like of course you and and Corey, of course, and all the other guys. You know, you're watching and like, okay, I need to, I need to learn this. <laughs> you know, you you put a video up and it's like, okay, I need to study this. Oh man, <laughs> I think you put some video up some some years. You you were in a, a hotel for like a day, and you played something alongside. Uh, I forget exactly what it was. I was like, all right, I need to shed on that for the, for for a couple of weeks. Oh shit! Do you remember what that oh, was? You're making me blush, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to re- I'm trying to remember if if it was a cover, I, it might have been some like Billie Eilish shit or something like somebody, that. Somebody, I think somebody I was know. playing violin and you reharmed around around what they were playing, and I was like, oh, I'm after, I'm have to dive back now. I'll, I'll let my listeners do that one for me. Go, go do the research. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, uh, you put that video on Instagram, and I was like, okay, let me let me sit down. <laughs> oh man, and pull my ears out. I, I appreciate. It. I mean, it's you know, it's. I, th- I think it, 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 it. A, thank you, <laughs> and B, I, you know, I think it's it's like one of those things where you you kind of do the things that lead you into income, and like you know, if you at all love them, you just get super deep into them. And, you know, yeah. I, I I never really I never really grew up being like a player player, and I still don't really consider myself yeah. one at all. But like that's the scene I ended up in, and so I was just like, well, shit. <laughs> I mean, I loved it partially, but it was also partially like I'm doing this because it's paying me, and then like it, there's an avenue there, you know. And I, th- I think you run into these these points of like, you know, it's not like I didn't love playing, but you know, you do get so deep into something that it kind of takes you out of out of another part of the music, and yeah. it's really hard to do, you know, like like people who produce and play and write and like manage and handle themselves you know, mental health wise. Like, I just don't know how the hell you do all those things. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um, so, so I was going to ask you like, you know, you, you're someone who, you know, especially like kind of listening to some, some interviews you've given and everything like you, you actually phrased this very well where you were, you were talking about how, you know, like when you were working with all these different artists, like as a producer and as a writer, they're a client of yours. And so, you know, you're offering something, but you kind of have to meet them where they're at. And usually it ends up being more about where they're at than where you're at. Exactly. And I guess maybe this, you know, maybe maybe this explains kind of part of, of you know, your like playing out more now and kind of doing your own thing. But I was going to ask you, like, did you ever kind of run into situations where you know it's like your voice and your ideas came into like kind of a serious i'm gonna say conflict and there's probably a better word for that but like where it didn't meet what someone else was doing and you just kind of had to like shut it off and go with what they were saying like did you run into that as a producer all the time okay (laughs) all the time um uh erica badu I've worked on I've worked I've, I've worked on every album that Erica has done for the most part. I think there might okay. be like a, a recent EP that she's put out that I wasn't involved in. Sure, but um, that's my girl. I love her to life. 
we argue like cats and dogs. <laughs> but at the same... Did, didn't you refer to her once as your stu- your studio wife? Yeah, she's my, she calls me her studio husband. And she pronounces it husband. I love that. I love that. And I think I that's because that. we argue. <laughs> With her, you just have to... She's not going to... Her first instinct isn't to listen <laughs> to what I have to say. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah she yeah. knows she knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. And there's been times when what she's hearing doesn't exactly vibe with what I'm doing. Yeah. But it's it's me being being aware of my job to help her birth her idea that I have to, you know, maybe I can try and put my influence inf- influence in, but she knows more than she knows more than more than anybody else what she wants so yeah yeah i have yeah. to help her with the ideas if it means like sucking all right let me pull my ego back um <laughs> you know it's funny i just um I, there's things that i play that i can't listen to yeah you know and just because i oh, I can't listen to that again ever in life one of those things is i, I played i played keyboards on on the commons album b okay yeah, yeah, and there's an intro with me, me and Derek Hodge that people are saying, "Oh, it's one of the great, it's great." I'm like, I hate the way I sounded on that. <laughs> Kanye oh, produced shit. that, <laughs> and I played yeah. what I played. And Ye was like, "Yo, that's it," and I was like, "I don't like this," and he was like, "This is it, man." Oof. And I uh, and I like <laughs> sucked sucked into my seat in the back of the studio like oh I hate this I can't listen oh, to this oh my god that's amazing but people like it so his instincts were you know more important were more on point than, than mine definitely were yeah but it's still one of those things anytime I hear it I cringe I'm like oh but yeah so those are just a couple examples but yeah that's that's par for par for the course you know you can, I don't think you can really work with a, some true artists without um not necessarily conflict but you know you mm-hmm. you you definitely want to have your way as a producer but some of the a lot of the time they these artists really know what they want and you just have to you know you have to to, to bend you know it's their album sure yeah <laughs> i mean it's part you know partially it's it's both you know it's, it's a combination of the, the the artist the producer the writer but at the same time you know you yeah this is some this is some give and take they're they're the face on the cover <laughs> yeah so with that you know you there's if there's time to really and you really know that you're right you want to push you know, when you you want to, you definitely do want to push for that. But but at the same time, you gotta have an open mind. If you can't have an open mind, then you'll be uh, America in twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're so you're so right. And I <laughs> I I feel I feel like too like you know. And I tell me if I'm wrong on this. Like I I don't I haven't met her, but I know you know my roommate. And her were were close for a long time. Tehran and mm-hmm. played for her forever, and so she she calls the apartment sometimes, so I can kind of hear her vibe uh-huh. sometimes over the phone. And and she seems like tell me if I'm wrong because I'm mainly just curious about this, but she seems like one of those people who would um, who would like you know you'd be like okay, what kind of vibe do you want? And they would say like a color. Oh, They'd yeah. be like, oh, I need like more of a blue. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's Absolutely. she totally has that vibe. Yes. Her thing will be, I want a polka dot. Oh my god! And you like, well, what colors? Polka dot. You don't get it. You don't understand. 
what I'm talking about? <laughs> God, that's so good. Yeah, she works. It's on so like, out. She, yeah. She works. And she's like frequencies that other people aren't on. Exactly. <laughs> Little, she'll work on 10 songs all at the same time. Like, yeah. as she says, she makes sandwiches. She puts the bread down for, for the 10 sandwiches mm-hmm. and then puts the mayo down for, <laughs> and then puts the cheese there. So you're oh, jumping from so song good. to song to song to song to song to song to song to song. Yeah. You know. That's so killing. Yeah. Well, and, and I would imagine, you know, there, there's probably a certain level of confidence that comes, confidence or achievement or something that comes with like, the ability to be able to do that. I mean, because because there's, I mean, and I'm sure you know artists like this too. There's artists who would who would try to produce a record for someone like her, you know, and and just not even know how to go. And I, I think I remember, like, tell me if my history is wrong, but didn't, like, the reason you started working with her had something to do with, like, weren't the Cats and the Roots, like, trying to do some stuff with her and it wasn't really, like, yeah, clicking that, for whatever reason? That's exactly what it was. Um, this was this was before I was really uh, considered a member of the Roots organization. Mm-hmm. I had met them maybe some, I would met Rich Nichols, their former manager, rest in peace, um, maybe, like, a few months later, and we started working on some things here and there. And, uh, and then he called me one day. We got this girl here, yo. And um, we we don't know what we're doing with her. <laughs> and I came in and it was just like oh my instantaneous. Like we just clicked. Instantly we clicked. And it was like, yeah. oh, we're good. <laughs> That's so killing. I mean, and I feel like you could even, I mean, even listening to, you know, like I was a huge fan of those early, well, I'm a huge fan of all the Roots records, but I, like those early ones were like super foundational for me. And I, you know, I was, I was trying to, I heard that story and I was trying to think even about like, okay, let me combine that sound with even what she was doing on like Baduism, you know, or some, some of the other early stuff. And it's like, you're right. I, like, I, I don't really hear those two things like meshing. Yeah, you know, like was, she's so she's so vibey, and and yeah. I don't say that in the like. I think there's a new detrimental definition of vibey. I don't mean that. I mean the like her her music is just so full of like energy, and that's kind of all it is. It's just like whatever energy we're thinking, yeah. and I imagine it would be hard to adapt to. Yeah. So she, she again she came and she had she had ideas of what she wanted to do. She really was going to do what she wanted to do. On this was on her first album. And you know, it just didn't mesh. It just didn't didn't work out right. Mm-hmm. There might have been a little bit of argument in there, which I'm not gonna <laughs> get into detail about. But <laughs> no, totally fine. Totally fine. <laughs> but I came in and it was cool. You know, I think that you know, we just came and it was like, do you like this? And I was like, yes. And there's certain things I've learned over the years that she gravitates to. So you know, I'm not no yeah yeah. yeah so I know what 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 to what not to bring to her yeah well and and you you probably you know you probably are able to know what and and this is, i think maybe something that has contributed to your success but just it's like knowing yourself and your playing and your approach so well that you can kind of know like okay this part is going to work with this artist but i wouldn't even try this part you know and i i think that's yeah i mean shit like the the differences in the people that i see on your discography are massive (laughs) (laughs) and i i just think that's a a a testament to your ability to kind of like 
like take just a piece of yourself, you know, and say like, okay, this one works here or this one works here. And, and I think especially now, you know, in, in whatever the hell the music scene is, is or has been for the past few years, I think people get scared to shut themselves down even a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, people get scared to say like, oh no, this isn't 100% me. It's like, well, no, it's not like, this is a record. It's like 4% you, (laughs) right? (laughs) you know, (laughs) so I, you know, I guess that, that leads me to this too, because I feel like one of the, the hardest things for me and the, I'm, you were in this at a even deeper level than I'm going to talk about, but, um, you know, being, being in a room with, with like multiple people who all could have the direction go their way and have it be great. You know, I, I'm super interested in like the sessions that happened for Voodoo because it seems to me that everyone who was in those rooms or everyone who even had like a, a piece of something to do with that was so fucking creative and like so, you know, like everyone in those rooms could have taken like one path and it would have been great. And I'm just wondering like how did that, how was the communication there? Like how did it work? (laughs) Well, that's the the genius of Michael Archer, Michael D'Angelo Archer. He really, I, I, I guess everybody had, well, let me, let me change this. I don't know if anybody stays a genius, but you have genius moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You have your pe- yeah. you have your period of, of period of of genius. You know, Stevie had his period of, of true genius. Prince had his period of true <laughs> genius. I'm not knocking them; they're still Absolutely. great. But you know, you know what I'm saying, Mike. I mean, yeah. No, I've I've had yep. <laughs> D'Angelo, man, yeah, D'Angelo. He knew he knew what he wanted. And he was able to, everybody was capable of doing what they're capable of doing, but he's like steroids <laughs> where he just, you know, he'll turn a 30 homer a year person into a 60 homer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so on, on his record, so he knew exactly what he wanted. And I always said like with, with the record as well as with the tour, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, I'm going to give you a circle. You can run anywhere in and and around the circle, but just don't step out of these lines. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so everybody brought what they had to the table. And, you know, but he really was the focal point. And he really was the person that directed the the whole thing. That's so, it's it's so special. (laughs) Yeah. You listen to Pino. Oh, Pino is one of my favorite. You, Pino Paladino is one of my favorite people on earth. My big brother love him dearly. Yeah. You know, D plays all those bass lines with his left hand while 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 singing with a joint hanging out his mouth, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> while while playing all, all the chords that Spanky or Jeff Lee would play as a guitar player in his yeah. right hand as a key because he plays keyboards like a guitar player. Okay. So I'm, so I'm sure everybody had brought their things to the table. Charlie Hunter brought his thing to the table. Amir, you know, mm-hmm. on the, the, the song that I did, I did, of course. But, yeah, D, man, D, he's, he's special. 
He's absolutely special. And you had, you had Hargrove. Hargrove did Hargrove, some yeah. stuff on that record. Yeah. Right? Uh, who, who was Carl Denson? Did he play sax on some of that stuff? You know, I'm not sure. Um, Jacques Schwartzbart played sax on, on on some of those things also. Well, he played on that's the right. road. He played. Okay. That's he, right. he did the tour. Okay. So okay. he right. might have. I'm. I might have to check the credits on. <laughs> that's so. I mean, the, I, I think just the the ability to like lead that team. I mean, it's it. It shows that he's truly like much more, uh, much more a Michael Jordan than a Dominique. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, he had he has, he has his issues. You know, he's dealing with some some things, and you know, but man, what a musician! What a what a what a musician and what a person to be in charge musically. Well, and that's, you know, I, I do, I do think there was, there was something that, that I, I was listening to some, some Kanye critiques as of late. And, and one that I, one that I actually loved, it was kind of a counter critique of him that I think maybe applies to any killing musician, but this is kind of good to keep in mind in this situation too, is like, I think we, sometimes we want crazy music from sane people. <laughs> And I don't know if that's possible. Like I, I just I can't think of one instance of someone who made something like really magical. Yeah. Who really had their shit one hundred percent together. It's like you've gotta be You have to be unhinged somehow. You have to be. <laughs> you have to be. You gotta be lacking. You have to be lacking in one area to be great in another area. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like that's that's something that I've I've tried to like not only embrace myself because I, th I think it touches every musician, but but also like realize from people I work with. And I, man, I give you know Corey probably even better than I do because you've been hanging with him for a bit. But like, um, you know, Corey is someone who who you know obviously I love like super close friend of both of ours. Um, that kid, I'm gonna say kid just because I'm gonna I'm gonna poke fun at him right now. He drives me so fucking nuts sometimes <laughs> with some of his little quirks and I, I won't go into what they are, but I just have to remember like, oh yeah, those if he didn't have that shit, he wouldn't, he be. wouldn't be him. Yeah. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't be this intense magical human being, yeah. you know. And so it's it's not that those things are like forgivable or that we should ignore them, but I do think that like that's just part of the game. Oh, you know, yeah. like you're just gonna get that. <laughs> that's part of it. That's absolutely Quest Love, that's my my brother. I see him every day with the roots. Whew. You know. We're like <laughs> we're like we're like Homer Simpson and Bart Simpson when Homer's strangling. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that so much. You know, but and hey, my wife will say the same thing about me. So, you know, let me, oh, let, let me not yeah, critique yeah. anybody because I mean, I'm, I'm off myself <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, there's, there's, I, I don't think you would be in the spots you are in without a little bit of that. I think you've got to have, you know, it's a, it's a job, it's an entrance requirement uh, to whatever the hell this career is. <laughs> Um, I was going to ask you, so this is something I've always been curious about too, because I'm like, like everyone else in the planet as they should be. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Dilla fan. And yeah, like man. the fact that, you know, you were close to him too. I'm, I'm, first of all, I just want to know what the dude was like and what it was like worth working with him. But I also was kind of curious, like, how did he influence those sessions? Cause I know he wasn't credited, but he was kind of a big part of that hang at the time, right? Yeah. So at that time, a lot of the music was just precise and pretty. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Uh, if you look at a lot of music from what was going on, but Dilla's sound was just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff was unquantized. Mm -hmm. You know, there were these crazy harmonies laid on top of different harmonies, making some new harmonies that were like, wait a minute, what is that? You know, and mm -hmm. it, and, you know, uh, D and Amir would sit around and listen to it like, yo, man, I gotta sound, I gotta have my stuff sounding, sounding like this. It's gotta feel like this. Mm -hmm. You know, still playing it live, but it's gotta feel like this, you know. And it just made the stuff, you know, we played, play the notes just a little, play it just a little sloppier. Yeah. Don't worry about it being totally on beat. We're not playing totally to a, to a click track. It doesn't have to be 440. You know, you don't have to understand every. You don't have to understand every lyric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what's going on on that on the album? You don't have to understand any lyric. What's going on? Definitely, yeah, definitely happened. <laughs> <laughs> so he just bought this thing that was just more human, I guess. You know, um, and and it was it was beautiful. You know, the way he approached. Uh, his drums were just funky and wrong. You know, as long as the one and the eight sort of line up, mm -hmm. you know, you can do anything <laughs> <laughs> drum-wise with that thing. Yeah. And then, then you know, just his, his ear for, for samples and the way he would um, cut these records up. You know, this and th again, this is before people say, oh, I could make a Dilla beat and they'll pull up Ableton and, mm -hmm. and you know, the, the drums are, are already tempo mapped and you can chop the stuff he was doing all this by hand you know on on the mp before all this technology made it so so simple yeah and as a musician man yeah he like he played he, he played drums he played keys you know like he really could play some instruments i remember we were in a i think a studio eight or studio six in detroit working on commons album and we like, yo, is, is there a guitar here we could use? And they pull out this, this, <laughs> this like one of those big body Gibsons with like this beautiful gold trim. And it was like a rock song. We, and Dilla was just, you know, had a guitar pick and was banging on a couple of notes, just, just like wailing at these notes. And oh, what song? It, um, I think it was Electric Wire, Hustle Flower mm -hmm. on Common's... Um, it's the Electric Circus album. <laughs> and he's banging on his guitar. And I was like, yo, whose guitar is that? And I was like, oh, that's Earl Clues. He left it here. <laughs> oh, that's, God, that's just rowdiness. <laughs> but yeah, he, you know. He, I love that. Yeah. Like some of the songs he he played me, like the individual stems. Or like, he played some keys, some keyboard parts, like note for note, like note. To make a chord, he'd play the the first line, and then play it again, and play a harmony, play like four harmonies, and make a chord, make a chord progression out of it. Um, um, what song is that? The very first song on Slum, um, um, Fantastic Voyage. Um, the intro, the intro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played that note by note. Is that right? Yeah, he played that note by note. That's why the voicings are so fucking yes, weird. Exactly. <laughs> nobody, oh nobody can play that right. It's so it, yeah, it's so unkeyboardy. Yeah, exactly. I love that. No yeah, shit. and that's one of the things that I sort of learned. You know, I had to. Sometimes we have to get out of who we are. Mm. Get out of being a keyboard player. Think like, think like you can't play. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because then you, you know, the, when it's too good, sometimes it's too good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, yes. So, yeah. so I mean, it, that that reminds me of of like Stevie playing drums. You know, like yeah. I, I feel like Stevie didn't play like a drummer. He played like a keyboard. Drummer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he would do. That's he why would the do shit that. So killing. He would do that. Um, hi hats down first. A time I heard he, some songs he did hi hats down and then snares down and then kicks down. So, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a there's a there's a method to creating good music where it doesn't have to be great musicianship all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I I do think that there's there's something magical about like just anything that's different. And that's why I'm always encouraging, you know, like younger musicians, like even if it's not polished yet, and even if I, you know, they haven't figured out their sound or whatever, it's like when I see someone doing something and like just taking the norm and like squeezing it and fucking it up a little bit, I get so excited just because I I think there's, and and this actually leads me into something that I feel like especially like people like you and Dilla as producers, it's like you hear all this good shit that you guys are doing. It's like you guys defined like these whole scenes. And so you get all these young producers that are just like, okay, cool. That's the blueprint. And I would imagine, you know, I would imagine that when you, when you guys hear that, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm honored by this. Like these people have obviously been influenced, but I'm curious, like if there's also a part of you that's like, okay, take that and like fuck it up, you know, like do like do something else. You know, and and that's the shit that gets me hyped about younger musicians when when that happens. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you you you've learned this. Go somewhere else with it. (laughs) And when you go somewhere, I'm gonna learn what that is, and I'm gonna try and take (laughs) that and try and learn. So it's all a matter of like, you teach, I teach you, you teach me, and then we all teach. You know, just keep the circle just keeps going and going around and around. Well, and it's, yeah. I've noticed this thing. I, I think you, you maybe even brought up, um, I, I think you're a fan of his too, this cat from out here, Knowledge, that producer. Oh, man. And like, I feel like he's <laughs> like beast, it's just absolute beast of a producer. Oh. And all the things I've heard him doing, it's, it's funny because he's, he's kind of doing some, some of that, the stuff you guys were doing, but he's got, and I don't even really know what it is because I don't have the the production ear like that. But there's something that makes it seem like fucked up. Yeah. And so now people are trying to play. At least I'm trying to play like that. And so I, you know, it, it seems like it could be a cool cycle of like, okay, let's you add a piece, like you're saying, like you add a piece, then the people learn from it. They add a piece. They add a piece. And I feel like that's so much more like fulfilling yeah you know because you get to put your personality into it exactly oh he's he's amazing man he's one of my he's absolutely one of my faves he always sends me stuff that he's working on like i have a maybe i shouldn't say this but i have an itunes full of like 700 of his beats (laughs) oh my god and it's just so warped it's like what makes you think like that <laughs> you know and then just the, the way the music is the sonically the way the sonically is the way he approaches it it's like man he's he's yeah. he's something else he flipped that uh like the he took a thundercat tune and thundercats all it's like already modern yeah. you know like already very new sounding and like interesting approach and he took a thundercat thing and made it sound like like more modern and then Thundercat, yeah. I think, just started playing the tune like that. <laughs> he was like, all right, this is cool. 
Like that, it's, it's so, I yeah. love that so much. It's yeah. so good. There's a lot of good music and a lot of young musicians and producers and creators that are doing some really interesting stuff and it's really inspiring. I got an old man studying again. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, even, you know, like even being out here, you know, seeing, seeing people like Kiefer and yeah. like Mind Design. Yeah. Like I, I feel like Mind Design is the only, and Yamaha is going to hate me for saying this, but they're, <laughs> they're the only, I think Mind Design is the only producer I feel like can take a DX7 and like make me really want to dive into it sonically. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, there goes my sponsorship. Love you guys. Is it him and uh, <laughs> what's the that guy he works with, Devin Morrison or something that works together with him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's in, he's in but- Butcher Brown. Is that the group he's in? No, that's uh DJ I, DJ Harrison. DJ Harrison. DJ Harrison. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a producer named Devin who who I've been studying with who's also a beast like in that same world. There's, there's so, so many, many man, so many burners. <laughs> I was I was going to ask you this so so you you probably, you know, especially being like doing the Fallon thing, you know, you get up and up close and personal with a lot of like you know, kind of new cats. Like, who who have been the people who have kind of come through and done those performances that have like inspired you as of late? Um, see, we're talking four months now <laughs> on yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah. So there's I, and you got to remember, and also you got to remember that's ten years. So that's. <laughs> couple thousand shows <laughs> sure yeah i'm just wondering if anyone's like like stuck out um anderson pack stuck out to me oh hell yeah anderson pack his performance on the show um alabama shakes when they came on oh jesus uh brit yeah i can't remember her last name Brittany. yeah Brittany. yeah oh she's she's amazing howard Brittany howard yeah i feel like the alabama shakes has like this this at least the 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 kind of the big record, the one that like brought them, brought them to stardom. It really had. And I'm gonna get laughed at for saying this, but it, it had like a almost like a Led Zeppelin kind of mood yes. to it at times. It's yep. like she's like a s- super rock soul singer, but like man, some of that shit was like '70s prog hard rock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tame Tame Impala when they came on was great. Um, oh shit. Yeah, um, yeah. There's so, so many bands. I'm just trying to. I can't remember everybody. I'm sorry, but how technology has made the world smaller. There's so many killing guys that I just see online that are just like, you know, bands and just like musicians, just keyboard players and producers. You know that are just like, oh my god, where do you come? What's this kid? Uh, uh, J- 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 Stampley. Oh, Jahari. Jesus. Yeah. Ooh. Jahari. <laughs> he's, it's, re- it's like not even cool. And I think he started playing like five or six five, years ago. No, five years ago. Right. <laughs> five years ago. Good God. Yeah. It's really, it's like, I, he's, he's he, like, first of all, he's like the nicest person on the planet yes. and he's yep. such a sweet kid. Like yep. he's so humble. And I, I just appreciate that so much because yep. I think a lot of people who have that talent w- probably wouldn't be wouldn't humble. Be. Like exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. He's, he's got a great career ahead of him. And he's also like, I'm, I'm going to take a lesson from stoicism and look at something like this as a lesson for me. Cause I'm like, okay, I have to remember that like, like he's probably going to take a lot of my gigs, but there's other gigs I can get. <laughs> I just saw a meme about that. They were saying how 
musicians like it was a it was a pie chart and how much time you spend practicing how much time oh, you yeah. spend yep. worrying about the new prodigy Thinking about practicing <laughs> and then the worrying about the new prodigy yeah. that's coming up and so forth and so forth <laughs> oh my God, it's it's b- between between him and like the the Joey Alexanders yeah, of the world. Man. I'm just like I'm gonna get really good at knowing what LFOs are. <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's just that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do from now on. And that's you know it's interesting too because it, it, you know musicians who are in their era and. You know, I, I think you, you probably have a generation on me, but I'm I'm not far from you age wise, probably. I think I'm Yeah, we're I'm, the same age. I'm, yeah, I'm let's say gonna, that. You yeah, know, you're, I agree. You're, I agree. You're 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 late you're late twenties, <laughs> you're late twenties, I'm mid thirties. Um but it's you know, it's like I, I kinda remember to a certain extent like what music was like before being able to see all the musicians around you. You know, like I remember right. like I think Instagram came out when I was like 22, 23 something like that. And so, you know, it's it was already crazy to be a musician. And then now it's like okay, it's crazy plus you're seeing your competition put out like these edited videos of their best shit yeah. every day. Yeah. And so I just I can't help but like almost even give the younger generation like more respect when they do come out of it in like healthy ways because it's it's I can't even imagine like that being an entire career of just like you're always seeing I mean shit I have a hard enough time dealing with it now and I wasn't even around when it started you yeah. know she I remember back back in my day <laughs> you know if I wanted to see a video you know I'd have to go to the store and buy it go to the music store and see if they had a VHS, you know, to see, I want to see uh, Chick Corea's electric band so I can, try, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but now, but now you see everything on YouTube and I think that's what's, that's why everybody can, has the, the, the potential to be great because all the information is right there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, you watch it, some kid is watching, watching your video and like, okay, I'm gonna take this up a notch. You know, they all oh, they listen to our old stuff. And, okay, I'm gonna take this up two notches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. James you know James Francis, that's another one, man. Oh my God, yeah. His his both yeah. both handedness is like obscene. Yeah. <laughs> I love all these guys, man. You listen, man. I, if I if I if I was gonna go man. man, let me tell you, if I was gonna go through a list and you say, hey, who are your favorite <laughs> Keyboard young keyboard players. I was like, okay, Corey, Travis, Nick, James Francis, Jahari, oh. uh, and and so on and so on. J- Julius Rodriguez. <laughs> so many, so many. I appreciate that deeply because I, I, yeah, all those, all, all those people are so killing, and it's 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 kind of silly at this point how many burners. I mean, I. Uh, my girlfriend Sasha is a really great vibes player, and like I just I hear like the amount of facility she has, and I think about what I was doing, you know, when I was like the age that she is, and I'm like I'm I, it's I'm gonna be out of work <laughs> like very soon, <laughs> like holy shit, yeah man, oh uh, yeah, it's 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 really crazy, and you know I think it's also just important to. I mean that it kind of brings us back to to what we were talking about before about the the need to unplug. You know, it's like 
not only is there all this, you know, just being a musician is fucking hard and you have the like, you know, all the cultural issues were going on, like political, like the fact that we've somehow forgotten that we're in like the biggest pandemic in a hundred yep. years. Uh, <laughs> um, somehow. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, you can do, it's like you have all that and you're also seeing like this very curated business model around you, you know, like, and especially now because there are no shows, it's like the entire industry is Instagram, Spotify, like yes. whatever, you know, like that's all it is. And so if if all you're seeing is like this created version of everyone and you don't see the, you know, the, the, the amount of takes it took them to get the video yeah. right, or yeah. you don't see them playing a show where they had an off night. Yeah. Like I think it's, you know, that's, that's kind of a plus to maybe both of our kind of earlier days is that like, because a lot of the scene wasn't online, you could see people fuck up and it made them human. You right, know? right, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so like important for, I think people to remember that like, okay, for, even if you see this killing take on an Instagram video, like there's a good chance, and and this isn't the case for everyone because there's just some beasts out there. Like, but but there's a good chance that that thing wasn't first take, that it wasn't second take. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to. <laughs> Rich Nichols, the Roots Manager, always say, you don't want to always let anybody, everybody into this. Oh gosh, this is gonna sound terrible. <laughs> don't pause. Mm. Don't want to <laughs> let everybody into the sausage factory. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's 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 it makes me it makes me look up to people. There's this um there's a drummer in Toronto named Sarah Thar who's who's a friend of mine and um really fucking great drummer. She did some of the like she did like the Zildjian live stuff and she does a bunch of stuff on Instagram. Has like a decent following on there. Um her Instagram's like Sarah T Drum Guru. But she she had this thing that I really looked up to and I I I wish I had the I almost don't have the courage to do this, which is a, a, I'm considering a weakness, but she'll put up a video and she's like all these videos are first take and it'll be like, you know, she'll fuck up a fill every now and then or like miss a beat or something like that. And it's just like, hey, this is the process. I just want to leave it there. And I look up to that wow. so intensely. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the like the strength for that. But I think it's it's good to have that out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so let's let's go back to what I said, you know, when I started becoming a quote unquote player again. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really I really went through a, a a thing where I would, you know, I was nervous to play. Sure. You know, I was like, I need to play. I need to get better. And I was like, oh, do I know how to play again? Mm. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I, it was a thing where I just stopped playing. And yeah, but yeah. you know, I was more so writing, writing and producing. But I really felt like the playing side of me suffered, and I was going through, mm. you know, like serious stage fright like serious stage fright like serious like mm. you know five o'clock we're about to start the tv show and i'll come to the set and i'll be like there's gonna be a million people watching me and i'm gonna mess up no there's gonna be 10 million people watching me i'm gonna mess up <laughs> sure yeah and it's not even yeah. you know it's not even that deep really but i had to i had to really fight through this thing like you know okay if 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 you do mess up okay 
you're being ungrateful by not doing it. You're being ungrateful to who gave you the gift mm. by not using the gift. Because I, I would get scared to really play and I would just shut down. Let me, let me just do the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. Just so I could get through it without trying anything and messing it up. Mm. And I had to really f- try and fight through that. That's why when I started doing more of these gigs, it was really like, oh, just like I said, let me jump out in the sea and try and swim mm-hmm. and try and build my confidence up, you know. So that 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 anxiety thing really messed me up from it. Yeah. I didn't do therapy or anything. I really wish I, sh- I really wish I would have. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think I still I still deal with it a little bit, but you know, I'm 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 I think I'm in a better place now where it's like, okay. Sure. Yeah, you know, let me just do what I can. Let me do, let me be, nobody plays like James Poiser. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to speak in the third person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody plays like like Nick. You know, there's millions of keyboard players, but yeah, everybody yeah. sounds like who they are. So, you know, let me bring my gift. Mm-hmm. Let me use my gift. Well, and I think it's it's so important, and this this is a theme that I you know I I talk about a lot, and I've noticed you know you even you you put up a post about the the uh, the silence the shame foundation, which I did some research on, and is like fucking really great, you know, about just taking the the stigma out of out of some of these things because I think for a long time, and maybe even to a certain extent now, there's a lot of like you know the the anxiety things that it's like they get swept under the rug, and yeah. and I think. You know, I know I felt this way for a long time, but I think a lot of musicians like deal with these things and they're like, oh my God, I'm a mess because I'm dealing with that. And it's it's like, no, like ev- all of us are a mess. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we, really, all, we all like, are. Like everybody, you know, people, it's like, you know, you're you're on like the grandest stage and have done these amazing things and like you're still human. Yeah. And like you're still like worried and, you know, like I, I've, told this on this podcast before, but like it's, you know, in the past couple of years, like even touring for me, like there's only a few people I can tour with because I have to tour with people who kind of understand like that I'm anxious as fuck. <laughs> and like <laughs> sometimes it's going to take me a few minutes to go on stage and, you know, if that's not okay, I'm not doing the gig. Yeah. You know, and I think the more people kind of hear like, oh shit, you mean this happens to them? Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When I hear about artists that have f- this kind of, you know, have anxiety or there's, there's a big thing with a lot of sports stars coming out, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with it, which is a good thing. You know, you, then you realize, you know, I'm not in this. One of the Eagles, right? Uh, the the, uh, the uh, guard for the Eagles. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks. Yeah. Yes. He yep. would violently yep. throw up before every game. Like the night before, he'd just throw up all night, uh-huh. and that was starting to affect his performance. And he had to take a couple games off. Uh, yeah, thank God it, I didn't have it like that. But you know that that yeah. fear <laughs> of being on stage is just like, oh my God, you know. And it just it you know you you try not to think about who's there or whatnot, but you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's certain times you're like, oh my God, so who, oh my God, that's so and so. <laughs> you know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, abs- absolutely, man. And and you know, I I feel like the more I don't know if this is the case with with you, but the more that I like talk about some of that shit, you yeah. know, like I mean, even even just talking to Corey about it, like I I feel like you know, being in Corey's band, it's like you know everybody who's in that group, as strong as they are and as amazing musicians as they are, it's like man, everybody in that band, like you know, I've I've been 
to therapy a lot. And so I can see, and I love, I think it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and so I see a lot of these little kind of like anxious triggers, you know, as what they are. And it's like, I look around and it's like, okay, that person's leg is shaking really fast right now. And that person has to go to the bathroom right before every time yeah. they go on stage, you know, like, and so I see, I see those things and I try and say like, no, like you guys have this too. And like, it's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Don't yeah. worry. You know, uh, <laughs> it's like the more, the more we can normalize, like, look, this shit happens to literally every musician who has ever played yep. or will play. Yeah. And I would, I would imagine, I'm, I'd be curious to see if you agree with this, but I would imagine even some of the people who, you know, are considered like, like uh, I'm trying to think of a political way to put this. Um, <laughs> some of the people who are considered hard to work with, of which I, I've, I've played for one or two that you have also played for. Uh, yeah, I, I, would, I, I know exactly, <laughs> I I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I would imagine that those things tie into these people. It's like there's yeah. no way that that's not driven by some sort of anxiety or Absolute, depression or something. Absolutely. You know? That's why everything is played so fast. But I'm not saying anything else. Okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm avoiding names just to not uh, not end up on a YouTube clip. <laughs> I don't care. I but, don't you know, care anymore. Like, so put it, it on it me. Really, put it on me. <laughs> no, yeah, no. It's it, you know, it's it's it's. I was thinking about working with this person, and uh, I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this. How it's like it. You know, even though you still you're still like okay, that that part of you know working with this person sucked, and like it's okay to say it sucked because it did suck, and like I don't want to work with them anymore. I feel like there's still like it, it like makes them acknowledging their humanity kind of makes the story easier for me. You know, and I feel like this is the case with not even just musicians but people who suck. It's like yeah. there's always something that probably fucked them up and yeah. I have to kind of remind that. Yeah. You, you, you know, you because do. the ways that I'm fucked up, you know, like I'm I'm sure I have those too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, case in point, what's been in the news the last week or so. You know, look at um one of the one of the greatest um music creators. Mm -hmm. that we've yeah. seen in a while <laughs> you know he's going he's he's fight he's fighting his demons mm -hmm. live live and in color in front very of everybody public, very, you know, publicly, very publicly yeah very publicly. <laughs> you know so yeah yeah and it's you know that that seems i i don't know i don't know i'll i'll, I'll say this name just because it's uh it's maybe people will wonder who we're talking about but there there have been some some things happening with Kanye that seem a little unhinged and you know it's like the people I know who have worked with him all it's like they all say the same thing that he has like the biggest heart yeah you know and that he's the the nicest person and it just seems like oh yeah there's there's some shit under there yeah. that he's got to deal with you know? yeah he's always we've always been cool I've had no problems with him you know yeah. he was yeah cool guy in the studio you know jokes and and just regular stuff and then you know, but there's some issues there. I mean, and I'm not saying that. I hope I hope that's not coming off like I'm saying it in the, in a bad way. No, you know, not trying at all. to demean him at all. No, but not this, at all. you know, there's some some issues there. And again, these not like you said. If you're gonna, if you're great, if you're absolutely great at something, there's there's some there's some issues somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I feel like that's what makes. These people's art and their music so um, 
so grabbable or, you know, it's like it makes it relatable is because like if these people who are going through hell, it's like if you can dig into that hell and voice it somehow, you know, like, I mean, I hear, like I listen to, uh, I'm, I don't know how I'm forgetting the name of this record because it's one of my favorite records ever, but um, God, he had, whatever his record was that uh, had like Say You Will on it had um, RoboCop. Damn it. Anyway, whatever that record was, um, um, like I still, you know, like you hear that record and it's so like, at least to me, it's like so emotionally like, it's like there's some like weird, like fearful, like paranoia-ish energy coming from this music. It's like not even in the lyrics or anything, but I'm just feeling it. And for some reason, like I connected with that record. Yeah. Um, just because I could feel those things, you yeah. know, and, and there's so much music nowadays that I, I think, you know, oh, you're I don't want to critique about, the um, scene too hard, but I think that. You're talking about Cody Chestnut? Isn't that Cody? No, uh, what's, what's the Kanye, I'm going to look up Kanye's discography as I'm talking to you. Um, it's the record, God, all of my list, listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about too. Uh, Love Lockdown was on it. Uh, 808s and Heartbreaks. Oh, 808s. Okay. Oh, you're talking about. I'm sorry. I yeah, thought you were talking yeah. about a particular different artist. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Like. You know. I hear 808s and Heartbreaks, and like that record to me, like I. I feel just weird when I listen to it, and I connected with it super hard because of that. And I, you know, I, I just like that record or my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's like all these records are, you can you can hear the things he's going through in yeah. really. Yeah. interesting ways and, and it might not even be lyrically it might be you know maybe he's trying a different a specific effect because it you know provokes this emotion emotional voice to come out um, but you know I again it goes back to that like I I don't think you're ever gonna get like great music that doesn't come from some deep like emotional turmoil <laughs> yeah. right it's gonna I mean, yeah the, the best music comes from pain yeah yeah the best i mean look at listen to the blues <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. i mean let's, I'm, let's talk about the the origin of 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 the the blues and and well oh blues God, the yeah. blues and everything you know r&b hip-hop gospel it all comes from there so that's and that just came from a world that came from pain you know, that came from pain. Yeah, you know, absolutely. The best voices to me are the ones that emote pain, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it it gives it a voice. Yeah. No, I was just going to say it gives it a voice. Like, I think, you know, sometimes there's there's these emotions that we have that are so, like, difficult to put out, you know, and sometimes it's like it takes that kind of like, oh, I have to hear this energy or feel this energy from someone else to really feel like someone else gets it. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think that's a the great thing about yeah. art and yeah. why I I personally am, am maybe going to give someone like Kanye, you know, it's like obviously like critique the, the things he says that need to be critiqued because there's yeah. a lot of them at this point. But, um, you know, also like realize that like, okay, this guy's human just like we are. He obviously had something that prompted all these kind of like weird inner feelings. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm I'm going to choose to like try and identify with his art through yeah. that. Yeah, and we feel and, it. You know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's an outlet for him. You yeah. know, yeah. that's kind of my hope. <laughs> exactly. My quote for today, life ain't 440. Ah, hey, life is, I love life that. Life is not 440. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are totally 
God, you're totally right. Yeah. Um, let let me. I'm going to ask you just to not keep you for too long because I know we're kind of approaching the totally hour. All so, good, um, I wanted to ask you. Uh, well, two questions really quick. <laughs> One, I didn't realize until this morning that you had done some work with Aretha. Um, and I'm <laughs> I'm wondering, did she? I, I've heard stories from because I know some other people who have played with her. Is did you have the experience where she would she would pull you into the room, pay you with a bag of cash, and critique you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. The I played. Um, I was working with Lauren at the time, working on her album, uh, producing, yeah. supposedly producing, supposedly writing, and playing. <laughs> and she was like, I'm producing this song on Aretha Franklin. <laughs> she called me. It was like, nah, I'll never forget. I was in my studio with Philly. It was like 9 o'clock at night. She's like, can you come to New York now? Yeah. So I jumped in my car and drove to New York, went to Chung King Studio, and I uh, played on the song, which is called A Rose is a Rose. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aretha, it was, it was the first single, and it was being released right around... Uh, Grammy time and the Grammys were in New York. Okay. And um so and she asked me to, they asked me if I could be in the band for 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 some a couple shows, some TV appearances. She did Letterman with Regis and we also did this Clive Davis um uh Grammy party. Okay. So rehearsed with her and uh didn't really have a lot of interaction with her. Mm. You know, she was really Aretha, you know, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a couple, <laughs> I'll never forget, we were, we played a uh, Clive Davis Grammy party. We started playing the Roses of Rose, but the drummer started the song off too fast. Oh, shit. And she, <laughs> she started singing the song, and then she turned around. While she was singing, and walked to the drum stand and, and yelled at him, like, slow it down. While she kept singing... And brought it down to regular tempo. This drummer was sweating bricks. I was sweating bricks. The whole band was sweating bricks. Like, oh, Lord, we're about to get killed. And uh, so we ended up, you know, so we did that. Again, we did we did uh, Letterman and uh, and Regis. And, again, I didn't tour with her for a long time, but she, it was, I had no issues. But, you know, and she, I learned that, I mean, she plays piano, and she yeah. has a love for piano players. She mm-hmm. really loves players of the instrument. So her, just the glances over at me were kind of reassuring, like, okay, I must be doing something right. <laughs> you know, I didn't get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a few t- you know, after Regis and after Letterman, she, you know, after the show, she walked by me and come and said, you really sounded good. And I was like... Thank you, ma'am. With a single tear yes. going down, with a single tear rolling out my left eye, you know. <laughs> Oof, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are the moments that that you know. I I think as instrumentalists, it's like when you hear the person that helped form you, and this is why I blush whenever you give me compliments because you're one of these people for me. But it's like you know. You, it just, you just really, it's like, again, it, it's like affirming as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, it's just so like, oh, okay, cool. I like, I, I had this really, and I won't, uh, I'll make the story super quick, but I, I did a gig with Bootsy Collins one oof. time and, 
and and yeah, like super killing on every instrument. So we're playing some tune, and like you know, he he had had he wanted the groove different. So he walks over to the drummer, changes something on the drummer, uh, goes over and grabs a guitar, changes something on the guitar. You know, obviously tells the bass player like, "All right, do this thing," and he looks over at me and he goes, you know, "Like I'm playing clav," and he goes. Yeah, baby. And I was like, this, I don't need any more compliments you know what I'm saying? the rest of my life. <laughs> so I, I know the feeling of like, oh, the hero gave yeah. me the, the, the okay. Yeah. Like, I'm good now. I'm yeah, good. like I'm good. I can't do no wrong right now until I, until I mess up. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I hear so many, uh, I mean, she's, she's fucking legendary, so she can do whatever she wants. But yeah. like hear, hearing some of the stories that, uh, uh, you know, because both Sheree Reed and Corey Henry both did did some work with her, and Sheree actually toured with her for a bit. But I always heard the stories about you know she, she, uh, the band members being like after every show, being pulled into the room and they would get paid from her bag of cash. That's old school, <laughs> man. And old yeah, school. oh yeah, it's like she kept it with her. This is her money. She wants to know where it is, and then she'd give them like a critique. You know, like all right, Mister Reed, you know, maybe turn down that bass a little bit on this. <laughs> song (laughs) (laughs) but she's allowed to do that it's some it's some of these new artists that don't know what's going on that it's like uh you might want to check yourself you gotta earn (laughs) you gotta earn their respect yeah i'm I'm trying to think you you had the uh there was an interview you gave where you talked about the the Mary J. Blige story where you you asked her to try it again and she said no. Yes. And that that's that it's like she had earned that right to say no at that point. You, you gotta know? imagine I'm leaning <laughs> over the, the same board. Vibe. I'm leaning over the board on the talk bike. Hey, try it again. She went no. And I was like, okay, all right, okay, uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, no I think problem. I think you have I think you have to sell like a certain number of records before that's that's an acceptable answer, and I th- I feel like Mary J has definitely yeah. and Aretha has definitely sold that number of records. Yeah, but you know what? What's what's funny playing on the show? We get there's times where we we play for for the music guests. You know, a few mm-hmm. this is a lot of times the band the the music guests will bring their own musicians, but we've had the opportunity to play for quite a few legends. And quite a few new newbie artists. Sure. Ninety nine percent of the time, the legends are the the coolest and most down to earth ones, and the newbies and the newbies are the ones that are, are the jerks. Which you know, hmm. it should be the other way around, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, like Springsteen and Paul Simon and. And Stevie and whoever else we played, they were absolutely, absolutely cool. Mm-hmm. Like you see them in the in the, in the hall, and they, it's all hugs and jokes, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm here joking in the hallway with Springsteen, and he called me by my name, and I'm like, huh? You remembered my name from the last time we was on yeah, the show, yeah. and it's like James. I'm like, what? That's so good. <laughs> But some of these new artists with with one record out, you know, they'll come on stage and don't say a word to you. Yeah. You know, and they act like, you know, they're they're it. And it's like, come on now. You got a long way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I feel like that might be, again, that might have to do with kind of the switch in, I mean, this, I should, I should preface this by saying, you know, historically there's, there's still like 
assholes who are legends sometimes. Yeah. But I think, you know, nowadays it's like people are used to this kind of like notification Instagram, like, oh shit, I got a million likes. That means that, man. Yeah. Um, you know, you get this, this kind of like affirmation culture. And I feel, you know, I mean, I've, I've struggled with, you know, having to remember that too, you know, that yeah. like, oh yeah, it doesn't mean shit if I have, 25,000 Instagram followers. Like that means literally nothing in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of those artists didn't didn't have that. I mean, I remember having uh, my first tour really, like apart from kind of local things back in the Midwest, um, is I I toured with this this guy named Gabriel Garzon Montano, who's like kind of an indie R&B cap, really killing music. Um, And... We did this European run where he was opening up for Lenny Kravitz, um, like doing arena shit over there. And Lenny, like I, I got to meet Lenny, and he would come every every time we played. He would stay out for the first two tunes, and he would give us notes. Like it was the it was the, wow. the craziest shit. Because I'm thinking, like, okay, this guy's a superstar. Like he's touring with like masseuses and like this beautiful, tall, like Russian woman. And yeah, yeah. like he has like three vegan kitchens and whatever. <laughs> and you know, he's taking time to be like, hey, you guys sound great. Like, you know, remember that like he would give us critiques about remember wow. that arena sound is very different than this concert venue. So like maybe keep your kick volume down a little like giving very precise yeah like loving you know affirming critiques and yeah. I, I was just thinking like this is like you are a superhero yeah man he's a good dude <laughs> like, he's a really it's good just dude. amazing yeah yeah so so fucking crazy and yeah i'm i i love like those stories you know and it seems like a lot of the people you've worked with like you know you were saying something about adele in a previous interview just being this like really yeah. hilarious fun person Funny, yeah. and like you know like let's go back to springsteen so he came on the show with his band he wanted to he, he's where the our band on the side and his band would be you know, when the music gets there, front of stage, whatever. Then, mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I want both bands to play the song. And oh, oh my God, of course, oh, I, of course I forgot the song. So, <laughs> you know, this was like an encore song for the for the TV show. Yeah. And he said, I want all the audience members to come down on the floor. And security was like, no, that can't happen. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> okay, so he started. And matter of fact, our keyboard player was sick that day, and guess who filled in? That's us, the Kamal that plays was it fr- keyboards. Was, was it Francie? No, Corey. <laughs> oh shit! So me and Corey <laughs> were playing keys, and of course Kill he had me. his band. So both bands were playing together, and he told the audience to come down. They all ran out their seats and came down. Security was going crazy, like what is going on here? <laughs> and it was like it was absolute the East Street Shuffle. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's the name yeah. of the song. Anyway, mm-hmm. so so um, tonight's show goes on a on a two week hiatus in usually in July, and that's when the roots go to Europe. That's the only time you can go to Europe. So we we'll go hit all the festivals. Mm-hmm. Remember, we hung out a couple nights in over in oh, in the yeah. North Sea. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's why I think that's where I met you. Was that the first time we met? I think so. I, I it was it, it was it was it might have been. Either that or like Ardmore. Maybe it was Ardmore instead. Sorry. No, yeah, it was Ardmore when we first met, but then we then we hung out. That's right. Hung out That's in right. uh, 
uh, North Sea. But um, so we 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 play in Denmark at this festival, and we come there and we find out oh, Bruce is Springsteen is playing behind, is playing after us. So we're playing on stage, and it was like maybe like twenty thousand people out there. And there's this part of the show where the roots like they do this dance where you know you jump to the left and then you jump to the right. I'm on stage right, and, I, and when I turn to the right, three feet of, away from me is Springsteen watching our set. And I turn, and he's like, hey, brother. And I was like, oh, my God, this is Springsteen. Oh, shit. So after the show, you know, we, he comes and daps us all up and all hugs. And we're all getting ready to leave because his show is going to go on like two hours later. They were like, yo, Bruce wants to do the same song. He wants all of these guys to come on stage and just, just jump on the instruments with the other guys and just jam on this. It was like, are you kidding me? So by the time you get on stage, there's 200,000 people out there. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like our guitar player, Kirk, Captain Kirk. He's in the mic. Yo, Kirk, where's Kirk? Where's the roots? You guys get up here now. <laughs> so we get on stage. I, I'm playing oh, keys along that. with their keyboard player. It was amazing, man. One of the highlights of my life. It was amazing. He was just that cool. It's so killing. And it, ma- it makes me like, it makes me feel so much I don't know if this is dumb or not but it makes me feel so much better like listening to him now (laughs) you know like you get this kind of thing of like it's like it's like when you're listening to someone who like is really a shitty person like I'm not gonna lie and like someone who I who I used to struggle with sometimes was like James Brown to a certain extent because he's just like (laughs) you know it's like such a legendary musician but he was like kind of a piece of shit sometimes you know like he had like some things that weren't really good Um, but like knowing like okay there have been these artists who have like really struggled who are like like really also great people it's like yes thank you yeah please yeah absolutely (laughs) Well, man, I don't, I don't want to take your whole afternoon, but I, I really, I appreciate you being here. No, I mean, I, 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 I could literally go on like a four-hour history dive into so well, many well, questions and stuff, and, and yeah. Well, man, we, we, we're family, so let's do part two whenever you're ready. Hell yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm super, super down, and I'm, I'm sure I'll get grilled on all the things I didn't ask you. I, I actually have this whole like list and we actually hit most of it okay. and I, I guess I, I guess the one the one last thing I would touch just because I'm I'm curious because you know it's like again you've reached a level like you're to a point to where you're pretty much doing just what you want and you know it's it's you've, you have this level of accomplishment like what do you it, I I've always got I, I don't really dig the question I didn't or sorry I, I didn't really want to ask the question of like what's your advice to a young musician? But I guess my question would be like, what do you think the biggest hurdle that you've seen from the younger era faces? And like, what would be your advice on that? Because it seems like there's, each kind of decade has unique issues. And I'm, I'm wondering what you think of that. Um, I'm putting yeah, you on the spot, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess finding your voice and, and doing, doing doing you if that makes sense you know mm-hmm. and and not mm-hmm. really not really worrying about what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. you know again the this the the drug of social media is is addictive and is and it's, and it's deadly also yeah you yep. know you don't don't keep up with the joneses you know do what you can do 
again, like you said, you know, that, that video that you watching, you know, somebody might've spent, might've done 48 takes to get that right. Don't <laughs> think that you have to live up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Don't live up to that. There's a, there's a certain, I think, I think the social media thing really has impacted the mental health of a lot of people because, you know, I'm not the right body type. I'm not as pretty mm. as this person. I'm not wearing these clothes like this person. Mm-hmm. And then from the musician point of view, I don't play as good as this person. And my God, I need to practice uh, 27 hours a day and, <laughs> and I can't eat and whatever. Oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But just find out who you are and worry about what you can do and do you. That's That's all I would... I love that. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I, I would add a piece to that and see what you think of this too, is that um, I mentioned this in the, in the masterclass I taught the other day, but, um, you know, like if, if you're trying to be someone, you know, like let's say you hear, I mean, let's just use the young bucks. It's like you've got, you know, people like Jahari and people like Domi, you know, like the kind of young like burners. I mean, they're, they're special musicians, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and Fran, you know, James Francis, like, and, and all of those people, you know, yeah, they're super young, but they've, they've kind of found, you know, to a certain extent, like their sound. And so I could see some of the even younger generation, the, you know, the 15 year old, 16 year old cats that are just starting seeing those players and being like, Ooh, I want to sound just like that and going in that direction. And I think something that's important to realize is like, if people want that sound, like if I hear a Domi and I say, okay, I want Domi on my record or okay, James Francis, I, I want that sound. I want, you know, his, his left hand is, is like has more chops than my right hand will ever have, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, like, like just crazy. Yeah. Um, like if I, if, if people want that on their records, they're not going to get a level down from it. You know, like they're not going to hire someone else that sounds like them. They're just going to hire them. Right. And so even if you get to this point to where, you sound exactly like a Corey Henry or exactly like a James Poyser or exactly like a Nick Semrod. It's like, if people want to hire those people, like, shit, I'm around. Yeah, right, exactly. I'm I'm here. So so it's like, not only will you not really get there because there's so many parts to the playing that stem from emotional experiences and personal experiences, but you're also, it just won't, you won't get that work, you know? So you might as well put in the time to focus on like, listen, what do I like? And, you know, you can take a piece from those people, but make it a piece of a recipe, you know? Exactly. Absolutely. I agree with, I agree with that a hundred percent. Shoot. I'm around. Hire me. Yeah. 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 Like if I, if I want my record to sound like a James Poyser record, I'm absolutely not hiring anyone else except for James Poyser. Like he's there. I've got his phone number. We text about the Eagles all the time. You know what I'm saying? He knows that I'm a Pacers fan. And so I'm eternally depressed. Like he knows all those things. Like, Speaking of that, dude, literally five minutes before I called you, DeMontis Sabonis broke his foot. Yeah, so, I saw that. Damn it. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> I'm apologizing. And Oladipo <sighs> is supposed, supposedly coming back, but wow, I really I feel Yeah, bad. he like, but he like, it's like a maybe. Yeah. And like, I would imagine now he's probably like, yeah, I'm not trying to come back. And yeah. And the Sixers played earlier today, too. Uh, so. You know, I've watched them. Ben Simmons actually. Are they, everybody's healthy though, right? Hold up. Yeah. Ben Simmons went one for two from three. Thank you very much. He shot two three-pointers in one game. Really? <laughs> Love that. Love that. 
If if he ever figures that out, that team's unstoppable. But it's only going to be if he figures that out. Oh my God! Well, James Poiser, it is so good to talk to you. And again, I thank you so much for this and for everything you've done. Um, you've I I have really loved the uh, the behind the keys YouTube stuff. Like I think every anybody who listens to this, um, check that shit out because God, those stories are incredible of you playing with just. Fucking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you so much, man. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening to this 14th episode of the Grid Kids podcast. And don't forget to share Grid Kids with everyone you love so that we can keep getting guests like this on here. I also encourage you to yet again check out our sponsor, Spectrasonics. Their existence makes getting great sounds as simple as it can possibly be. Head over to my Instagram page, Nicholas T. Semrod, as I did a little beat making in honor of Mr. Poiser and really took advantage of Keyscape's piano sound and Trillion's bass craziness to give it some flavor. I hope you dig it, and I'll catch you all next time here on the Grid Kids Podcast. Mm-hmm.